0: Good morning, good morning, Lime Ninjas. Well, it's morning here anyway, here in rainy central New York, a typical November day, and yes, it is Thanksgiving week. Mm, That coffee tastes really good this morning. So Thanksgiving is such a big event here in the U.S. It's the beginning of the holiday season, it's the first time in a while that we gather together as extended family and begin the process of reconnecting to people who we may not have seen in many years. And in some cases, people we don't want to see <laughs> in many years. That's kind of the way it goes. You can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family, right? So what does that have to do with staying healthy and not relapsing from Lyme disease. Well, the foundation of Thanksgiving is crucial. And I think this day and age, especially with Twitter, especially with Facebook, especially with cable news, not so much with newspapers anymore because they're not the dominant force that they used to be with all these social medias. What sells, and this is advertising wisdom from decades ago, kind of madman error and bad news sells. And they knew that they needed something to contrast the fifties and sixties over optimism, better living through chemistry a new laundry detergent is going to make all your troubles go away. If you buy that vacuum cleaner, your life will be complete. That was the beginning of consumerism as a path to (laughs) nirvana. And it would seem obscene and over the top if it were just put out there by itself. So they were able to contrast it with news They found it was a good time to advertise because the news was particularly bad. And our lizard brain, our brain that has been activated with Lyme disease, our brain that has been put on high alert, I like to call it cellular PTSD. There's a theory out there by Robert Navio called the cell danger response. And it essentially states, and I'm going to mangle and murder his theory. So, if you know more about it than I do at this point, please be gentle with, with the criticisms. I have not read his papers. I've read some distillations of his papers. But anyway, back to the cell danger response. The cell danger response states that our cells go on a phase of high alert when we get sick. And that this alert system can get stuck. So we get over the initial insult, whether it's an infection like Lyme disease, COVID, uh, physical trauma, even mental or emotional trauma. Yet the cells stay in a danger response. So this is the cells in the liver, the cells in your muscle, the cells in your heart, the cells of your immune system the cells of your nervous system. We're not just talking about the brain itself, which we know can get stuck into PTSD, but the cells themselves can stay on high alert. And this is why some people are so susceptible to relapse, to getting sick, to feeling ill with little things. One way to look at this is something called mast cell activation syndrome. I know many of you have heard of this, and maybe it was part of your healing journey is to help calm down these mast cells. So essentially, mast cell activation is a subset of this cell danger response where these mast cells, which are part of your immune system, the surveillance system, they become overabundant in number and they migrate toward various tissues in the body. And basically, they're agitated and they're looking for an excuse to call up your immune system. So, it doesn't take much to get them going. So, people who have massive reactions when they smell a sn- sniff of artificial scent from, what is it, Yankee Candle or, or something like that or somebody's perfume or a sniff of gasoline or exposure to a small amount of mold, that's essentially the cell danger response. So I want to use that as a metaphor today. So we'll, we'll be talking about that more in the future and how to calm down your cells, how to calm down your system, how to start sending out a signal that it's time to send the mass cells back home and stand down from its high alert status. And so your system will be more resilient, more forgiving towards yourself and your environment. But our brains are in that phase too. After a year of lockdowns, it's more than a year now, right? It's almost two years of lockdown. After two years of high alert on COVID, some of us being scared to death, scared to death of the infection, scared to death of the vaccine, scared to death of having to make that choice, being forced to make a choice perhaps. It's a lot of stress that we put on ourselves. Layer on top of that. The system of bad news, surveillance, and extraction called Facebook, called Twitter, called cable news, right? Those are the things that get our lizard brain's attention. If the lizard brain sits up and pays attention, it forces our frontal brain to pay attention. So essentially, you've got to combat this on your own. There's nothing out there. Your iPhone isn't going to do it for you. Your Android isn't going to do it for you. God knows your television is not going to do it for you. These are all delivery systems, essentially bypassing your irrational thought and going right into your not cell danger response at this point, but your survival danger response. They know now because of what we click how they track us, how much time we spent on a video, watching a video, what we're interested in. So you've all seen that happen, right? Say, for example, you search for a garden implement, or I was looking for a leaf raker to tow behind the lawn tractor that we have. And for the next week, I saw advertisements for various lawn equipment, including leaf rakers, pop up everywhere I went. It followed me around. And that's what social media does. That was the original promise that we'll deliver ads to you that are most relevant to what you're interested in. But at the same point, they also deliver other content that catches our attention and not in a positive way. So they feed us stories, other people's posts some of them true, some of them not, all of them because they've gone through the filter of uh, what gets the attention and what not, all have been tested to grab your attention by the throat and make you look. You cannot look away. We're not that, you know, you're not a monk on a mountaintop. And I don't know even if a monk on a mountaintop would have that discipline to look away. It would take something extraordinary. So we have to do, because that's being done all the time, you can't ignore it. You think you can ignore it, but you even if you don't go on Facebook, even if you don't go on Twitter, oh, I don't do that stuff, that stuff permeates. I remember as a child, and here's a great example. I remember as a child, my parents decided TV was evil, and so television was either banned or limited in our household. And I'm just having thoughts about how, how my brother and I tried to defeat the limits and when we then my parents put a lock on the back of the TV, we figured out how to pick the lock. So then they put on a, a they took the the cord off the television and hid the cord. <laughs> anyway, but good times. So We were not watching television when Happy Days came out. So, if you remember Happy Days, if you watch reruns, if you're younger, if you're my age, Happy Days was uh, the Fonz. Uh, What's the actor's name? Anyway, I don't remember the actor's name. And my classmates were talking about it and talking, telling stories about the episode. And so, I, I, I got it through osmosis. I understood, you know, the basic... Jokes that would permeate through the classroom and everything else. So I had an an idea of what was going on this TV show that I never watched, that I didn't watch for years and years. Amazing. So if you think you're immune because you don't, turn on facebook you don't go to facebook you don't have a facebook account it's not true the people who you're talking to in everyday life are influenced by it and it's shaping the conversations we're having and it's shaping it in a terrible way i would i would submit to you uh, our society is definitely not better because of these magical pieces of software that were designed to help us connect and share grandchildren pictures that has become much more nefarious. Excuse me, i pause and take a sip of your coffee. Ah, so good. So what can we do? And this this is part of relapse prevention. Matter of fact, this is part of health in general, but super important if your cells are also primed to respond negatively enough stress mental stress will filter through the vagus nerve into your organs your heart your intestines your liver and get them agitated and that will filter down to the cellular level which will crank things up again So you have to see, you have to defend from the inside out and from the outside in. And I'm going to tell you in a minute how we're going to do that. It's very simple. It's very effective. It takes a little bit of effort and costs you the price of a stamp. And here's what I'm going to recommend. Starting on Black Friday, (laughs) which is, it's a funny joke. My wife and I met in retail. So the idea of Black Friday used to be an inside joke among retailers because it was an absolute miserable day cuz everybody went shopping all at once everybody had to work and so it was it was akin to a funeral and that's where that's where black friday comes from uh, and and so now it's just been popularized it, it's a catchy name but that's black friday was the dread that everybody in retail felt this approaching day. So anyway, starting Black Friday, what I'd like you to do between Black Friday and either Christmas Eve, or you can go all the way to New Year's Eve if you want to pick one, whatever works best for you, write a thank you card, write a gratitude card to somebody and send it out. So, it's one thing people talk about gratitude journals. I think that's okay. You know, keep it private. However, why not share this with the rest of the world? Why not share some love, spread some love out there? Why not make this a better place? Why not send somebody a message that has 10 times the impact, 100 times the impact than a social Media post, and that's that's a fact. Getting a card or letter, a personal card or letter, from somebody you know that's handwritten has an immense power to it. It has an immense emotional, when I was say, current immense energy behind it, and can counteract. You know, create an equation, something like a one thank you card excuse me, one thank you card equals, you know, a hundred negative posts or something like that. Maybe a thousand, you know, a picture's worth a thousand word, where a thank you card's worth a thousand tweets. And that's because the tweets, while designed to get our attention, aren't personal. So they don't rank as high. They're, they, they're personal in that they, the ones that filter through to us are about issues we care about, but it's not particularly personal. It's not personal. It's just we view them as a threat. So that can calm down a lot. Now, there there are two aspects to this. Writing, we know that writing thank you cards, that gratitude exercises activate different parts of your brain. They calm down the amygdala. They get your higher order Your executive functions back in line, back together. Writing organizes our thoughts. You know, it gets us out of thinking in uh, fractured images where we connect all kinds of crazy things. Where the, you know, that's where the conspiracy theories live in our head. And we all, come on, we all have them Uh, this day and age. We all think some nefarious force is acting in some way against us. And writing helps keep that. Organized and writing something positive exercises a part of our brain that's atrophying these days. We don't have systems in which we express gratitude anymore. We just don't do it. So, my challenge to you is to write. A thank you card, a gratitude card every day. Send it out into the world. Make a positive impact on the world. It will help you. Now, the reason you're doing this is totally selfish, right? The reason you're doing this is A, it's going to help your brain calm down and send less danger signals to your organs through the vagus nerve. It's going to help organize your, the executive function of your brain so that you're less likely to f- fall into the traps that your amygdala is, is springing up, right? If somebody like there's a video going around of this guy, who's got a, like a 1950s joke where he squirts mustard on people, except the mustard's just a a yarn, a yellow string, (laughs) right? So the amygdala gets engaged because it sees something coming at it. The person reacts and immediately the executive function takes over and realizes, oh, it's just a string and everybody laughs. So if you have a strong executive function that's been exercised, that can see the good in people, that can see the positive that's out in the world, and there is positive out in the world, if you look for it, if you're awakened for it, then your brain will start being primed to look for these things. Because trust me, after the first week, we've got a backlog of thank you cards. That's the card we should have sent to Aunt Mary, the thank you card we were meaning to send to our neighbor. You kind of clear, of the first week or so, you clear the backlogs of thank yous that you know you should have written and didn't. After that, the, there are a few days of transition time where you're thinking, oh my goodness, I don't have any more thank yous to write. What am I going to do? I don't have any more gratitude to express. So you have to start inventing it. You have to start going to look for it. And once you begin to look for it, that's when the magic happens. So the benefits of this aren't going to come in the first week or so where you're just clearing your backlog. That's just, you know, that that will clear some stress. Excuse me again. And clear some uh, of the stress of not completing some of these tasks that you know you should. Some of the guilt. Let's just call it what it is. It's guilt. However, once you start training your brain to look for reasons and excuses and things that you see in the world that you're grateful for and start writing these cards, that's when you're training your brain to see the positive and combat All the negative in the world, all the negative in the world. This morning, I woke up to the news that uh, Wakasha, I don't know. I didn't hear it on the news. I don't know how you pronounce it. Some little town in Wisconsin. Somebody decided it'd be a good idea to drive an SUV through a Christmas parade with children. And, you know, it's news like that will be playing on TV on Twitter and everybody's going to jump in with their political opinions about why this happened and who's to blame and everything like that. And we'll get all agitated about it. That's what we have to combat about. This is a tragedy. This isn't about being Pollyanna ignoring this stuff, but that's the stuff that happens all the time. If you look, listen, it's a big world and it's all connected and everybody has a camera now a video camera. So everybody's a news reporter and the the news stations go out hunting They'll pay for good uh, good film. It's not really film, but you know what I mean? Good video. And the video that's good is video that will grab our amygdala's attention, get it to stand up and get our executive brain to pay attention that we can't turn away from. They pay good money for that because they pay money for it. It causes us to either watch their news on television or click on the website. Or Facebook, or whatever it is. And then they'll, while we're there, they'll show us some advertising. That's how the system works. That's all it's designed to do. But there's nobody there taking care of your brain. It's your responsibility now. Well, I'm here to help you. So that's a long rant. We're into sociology, (laughs) we're into psychology, but primarily we're into the energy. Of health versus disease. That's one of the things I love about acupuncture is we can always zoom out and simply call it what it is, a perverse influence or a positive influence. You were either building health or destroying health. So since we can avoid it, I talked about that with the, with the happy days, the fonds metaphor. Since this stuff is seeping through our societies, our circle of friends. And we get influence whether we see it firsthand or not on these platforms. We need to defend ourselves. And the way to defend ourselves is through the mighty power of the pen and the thank you card. So, again, I can't encourage you enough. Please email me. Let me know whether you accept this challenge. Let me know what you think about this. Let me know that you are going to do it. And I'm going to do it as well. I have thank you cards in my desk. I started this practice a while ago. I put it down. It's time to bring it back out. Uh, I know the power of it. It changed me. It changed how I look at the world. It changed how I felt in the world. So what I'm telling you is my own personal experience about it and my research into it. So it's a combination of the two. So please, 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 highly, highly recommend that you do this. This is stage four of the 90 day relapse prevention program, part of stage four, which is taking out the mental trash. (laughs) Our minds are constantly being flooded with mental trash. And if we don't take it out, if we don't, create a system, not, not an event. We can all have a mental event where everything's hunky dory for a couple days because we saw the beauty of a sparrow or something like that and had a peak experience, but that disappears. So we, you need a system. We need a system, not an event. We need a system. And the system is writing thank you cards, or you can call it a gratitude card. Either way, let people know. Um. An email does count. That's a good question. An email would count, although an email is not going to have the power. So, if, if a written card delivered through the the mail, the traditional mail – has an impact of a thousand fold. I'd say email has an impact of 10 times or a hundred times. So it is good. It's just not quite as effective. So I'd encourage you to, to get some thank you cards. You can, you can get them at your drugstore for really low price. They're tiny little, they're tiny little things. So you don't have to write a whole story on them. Uh, you can get the writing done very quickly uh, because of the size of these cards, but it doesn't cost much. Just go buy some cards. If you don't have cards, just use a piece of paper and an envelope and a stamp, whatever stamp is these days, 55 cents, more, 57, whatever. It's worth it. All right. So, email me. Let me know whether you're going to accept this challenge or not. Also, I want to h- keep hearing from you that you're, what you think about Lime Ninja Radio. What do you think about a change of direction? Uh, talking more about prevention and staying healthy after Lyme disease. What do you think that's the right thing to do? I also would love to interview some of you. So we haven't quite gotten our ducks lined up to start our interviews, but we will want to interview people who have gotten healthy. And I'm interested in what you do to stay healthy. Not that you're hundred percent, right? This is not about perfection, Right. Perfection is the enemy of the good. We're talking about somebody who has, for the most part, figured out what works for them and their life. I don't really want to know how you got out of Lyme disease. That's for other shows, other people. I want to know what you're doing now to prevent relapsing back. How are you taking care of yourself? How have you put your life back together after you got healthy? That's what I'm interested in. Like there's a lot of people with serious Lyme who have been traumatized uh, or affected in a negative way from this disease. And we need to get you back online, back contributing to society, back contributing to your friends and family in in a healthy way. And we want to make sure we don't bring the trauma or the disease state with us forward. We want to leave that all behind. And that's the whole point of Lime Ninja Radio these days. We may change the name. We're definitely going to get a new intro. Might go back to the old intro. We'll get things fancy again. So send me an email about that. So we got two things now, right? <laughs> it's actually going to be three soon. So point one is let me know whether you accept the challenge. So send, send the email. I haven't told you yet. Good grief. Uh, to mckay at limeninjaradio.com. That's mckay, M-A-C-K-A-Y at limeninjaradio.com. Send me an email. Let me know whether you accept the gratitude challenge. Let me know what you think about our direction, our new direction here, and any suggestions you might have. Also, let me know if you'd be willing to be interviewed. I'd really appreciate that. It uh, makes it easier for me to have people coming to the podcast and agreeing to interview rather than having to chase people down, try to find interesting people to talk to. Actually, anybody with Lyme, is interesting. You don't, you don't have to be an interesting person. You just have to be a human being. Our stories are what's important. It's like the thank you card. It doesn't have to be fancy, just from the heart. And we all have hearts. And the last thing is we need to wake up this zombie podcast and make it, uh, get iTunes attention again. So if you will go to the bottom of your iPhone and leave a review, at least leave a five star review. Uh, If you have time to write a review, that would be awesome as well. So if you go to iTunes and do that, I would be grateful. I would send you a thank you card if I had your address because I'd be very grateful for you doing that. And. If you think that uh, we need remedial help and you would give us a one star, instead of leaving a one star, although I understand if you're that upset about us, you can do that. But I'd rather you send me an email so we can have a conversation and you can help me fix this podcast. So, <laughs> if it's not a five star, send me an email to mckay at com. So, I look forward to hearing from you. I've gotten Quite a few emails from people. It's very encouraging. It's very nice to hear from you. It's very nice to hear that there's an audience out there that I'm speaking to. And it's not just me. So, the holidays are coming up. Thanksgiving is this week. For some of you, it's going to be great. For some of you, it's going to remind you of hurts that may have happened during your healing journey. Take a deep breath and look for what you're grateful for. Specifically, if it's somebody you're mad at or have uh, some unresolved issues, let's just say issues, something unresolved, some emotional uh, area that's stuck, some anger, some hurt, some fear, maybe you be the one to reach out and with one of these gratitude cards. It's okay. They can still be mad at you. You can still be mad at them. But train your brain to find something that you're grateful for them. And don't do it in a sarcastic way. Be open and honest. See if you can do that. Write the card. <laughs> Sleep on it for a day. Go back and read it again. And make sure that there's no subliminal message in there. Some covert message in there. Make sure it's straightforward and from the heart. See if you can do that. That's a, that's a secondary challenge. That's bonus points. But the main challenge is begin these thank you cards, get them out there. Let's turn this world around, a little part of the world that we're in. And I think that's all I have. So if you're interested in my 90-day Lyme relapse prevention program, send me an email uh, and have a conversation about it. I'm still putting together the final pieces of it. Uh, It's going to be really, really cool. I'm excited to roll it out to everyone there. We're got three phases to it. Uh, the monitor phase, mucking it out and mending. We talked about that last week. So I'm not going to go into it, but if you're interested at all, let me know and uh, we can have a conversation about it. I'll let you know when we have more of that and happy Thanksgiving to all of you. And part of the podcast also, let me wrap it up by saying it this way, Aurora isn't here because she's still sleeping and I haven't gotten the recording. Date set up right so we can do this together. And when she's not working, I don't think it's fair for her to wake her up early in the morning and steal her sleep. She needs her sleep. We all need our sleep. So we'll figure this out. We'll get Aurora back online. So she back. She's back from Arizona. Had a great time. Uh, there's nothing wrong. She doesn't have COVID. That's not why she's here. She's here because she's she's not here because she's asleep. All right. I don't know how to wrap this up any other way other than saying thanks for listening. Send me those emails, mckay at com. Have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. Let the party start with you.